Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. And I'm trying to make sense of what I found at the diner this morning. Uh-huh. Do uh, tell. Enjoying my eggs, my, my sausage, my hash browns, my toast with butter. And what do I see on the ground uh, next to me uh, near the bar where I'm sitting? It's not just a, a packet of um, uh, jelly, which, which you expect at a diner, but a cut straw. Like a straw for a drink, but cut to about, oh, two inches long. Ah, so mm. as to better do drugs with. To as to better do the <laughs> drugs with. So it, as to better snort you with, my dear. Exactly. I And, and I, I sat there for a minute before I immediately shot video of it. Uh, and during that minute, I pondered anything at all that you could do with a cut straw. Besides, of course, you know, like determine who has to work the shift. Fuck, I think I just figured it out. Challenge your friend <laughs> to snort the jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never considered that the jelly and straw may have been dropped by the same. Yeah, person. they were. They, they were uh, in Congress. No, hopped that's up not, on cocaine. That's, the wrong that's what word. they were. They were hopped up <laughs> on, on jelly on nose blow <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning on nose jelly. Anyway, I need a new diner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, if your uh, if your cocaine is viscous like that, it's you, something's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's gotten moist. Also, test your drugs, folks. Expect fent. Anyway, absolutely. Apparently, yeah. even in weed now. Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? Ugh. It's so Couldn't messed up. Scary. Yeah. I I miss when Fetty just meant money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like now you're like, which kind? The kill you kind or the <laughs> kill you slowly kind? And honestly, yes, really. Because the money was going to get That's you. That's what I mean. Kill yeah. you now or slowly. slowly. Yep, yep. We have a guest. We do. Return guest, Alan Doyle. Yo, yo. The number four. What's good, y'all? Welcome What's back. Good? Yeah. Hey. Thanks for coming back. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for bringing me back. Digging yeah. the, the black and gold FC Tulsa cap. Yeah. Looking uh, very sleek. I like that design. Oh yeah, it's good. yeah. They of course they rebranded a few years ago. And, yeah, it's got that know, um, deco feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what the graphic artist was going for. Oh, so, right yeah. on. Yeah, capturing some of the classic old uh, old downtown art deco. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't really sure when they did the rebrand a few years ago. I, I I was like, you know, and and I'm not I'm not super close to the team. I'm not a, a huge soccer fan. Although, man, fucking Ted Lasso's getting me there. Oh, but, I love that show. Oh, so oh, good. We call it so footy. Good. Okay. <laughs> Four episodes left, man, and I'm just treasuring oh, that each close, one. Huh? Oh, we are there. Yeah, oh, you gotta savor those last ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get you in the feels. They're oh, they're gonna. They all totally. do. They already. Have. I mean, they all do. But they already have. Ever yeah. since four? the trip to Amsterdam, mm. it has just been, I've been in my fields. I was yeah. going to say, have you, uh, have you gotten used to grabbing the hankies before the show starts? Oh, I, with my allergies, the hankies are never full. <laughs> that's but, but that's yes, fair. They are dual purpose right mine are, now. Mine are never too far, but once after a while, once we started that show, I was like, let's just put it right next to us. <laughs> well, and, and not not just the, the tears from sadness or sorrow or heartbreak, joy. but joy. Absolutely. Yes. That show made me cry just as many times from happiness as it did from sadness. You know, I, I mentioned the Amsterdam episode uh, a moment ago, and and, and just the, the seeing Roy Kent learn how to ride a bike. Yeah, why did that bring me such joy? It was seeing so- all of them plow that hooker in Amsterdam was so <laughs> heartwarming. Oh, you know, there's a scene in the Amsterdam app where the team is sitting in like the hotel lobby debating how to spend their evening. Yeah, whether they want to like yes. go plow hookers and, and or yeah, yeah. go the, get burgers or yeah. something. Well, and I love that is that one of them is like arguing adamantly about a sex show. And, and so a couple of the guys are arguing against it. And I really loved it because they were kind of like treating this thing, which can be considered, you know, kind of 
bad or naughty or inappropriate. Taboo. But they were just like, hey, man, some dudes are into it. And, yeah. And that's a real thing. And he's not a bad person for that. And the guy, the, what the was character. What the show? Was it, it wasn't like a donkey show or anything. No, up they, like they just that. kept it calling just... it a sex show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sex, cool. sex show. And then, but, um, and, and, uh, Obasanya and a couple of the others didn't want to go. And they're very much being like, I don't want to see that sort of thing. That makes me uncomfortable. And the other guy was just like, but come on, man, it's sex. It's fun. Let's go. <laughs> and, and I really liked it because it, it really painted him as someone who was interested in seeing this thing, but it didn't make him a pervert. It didn't make yeah, him yeah. bad. He or wasn't a, inherently uh, looked down upon yeah, for it. Yeah, it was kind of neat because yeah. they, 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 they paint a very real, honest picture of the world, but without judgment in so many ways, which yeah, I really absolutely. appreciate. Yeah, it's the same way that, that, that shows are getting better about uh, having uh, gay or queer characters without that being a point of like having to be pointed out. They're just, they're in the show, they're, they're gay, and it's not, you don't have to talk about it. That's just, hey, that's Uncle Hilton and Uncle John. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, when I was a little kid, my first stepdad, his sister uh, was uh, a lesbian, and they... They hilariously told me to call them uh, Aunt Julie and Uncle Diane, and I thought it was really, really <laughs> funny uh, because Diane was the the very, very much the masculine presenting one, and she was like, you could just call me Uncle Diane, and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm only ever going to call you that. Yeah. Well, and as a kid, it didn't – you were a child at the time. Yeah. A great example of how – this kind of exposure isn't inherently bad because you were just like, oh, how silly, Diane. You know, yeah. you weren't like, what? what's Diane doing in the bedroom with no. Aunt whomever, you know? No. no. You were just like, what a silly name. No, because you know what? They were just like, you know what? Sometimes girls love girls and boys love boys. And as a child, I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's all it takes. That's what's happened. That's what happened with Eleanor, too. Yep. Sometimes boys like boys. Sometimes girls like girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's uh, it. <laughs> they don't think it's wrong until you tell them it is. Exactly. That's well, true. until you put that idea in their head, I should rephrase that because that sounded like I was inherently saying this. <laughs> until you put the idea that it's wrong in yeah, their head. Yeah, I, I which don't it appreciate you making your kids hate me. It's been weird. Well, you know, it's I've tried as weird. hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> they just won't do it. Oh, oh boy, man. oh, boy. Uh, we had a... Uh, go ahead. We were talking before the show started. Uh, think shows are picking back up. We've got a brand new Starlight Comic mm -hmm. coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, Alan, as this re episode releases tonight, uh, or excuse me, this morning, uh, you've got a show tonight, Sunday night, at the University of Wash here in Tulsa. Yes, I do. Yes. Damn. Yeah. That's my third show over there, actually. Um, all the shows I've called Laundry Raps. So, basically... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, because it's a laundromat, of course. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, the, it's the a laundromat, but it's before, different. From a laundromat, like it's, it's very different. It's one of those places that people have made like TikToks, like, "Hey, if you're ever in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you got to check out this fucking place." I've been oh, seeing yeah. a lot of those lately. Yeah. It's just like you know, because I not just uh, on TikTok or or on Facebook. I've been seeing the influencers in person. Like I've been seeing them right there. It's like, like, can I take you know video of this? And also, yeah. they're right there. They're doing whatever they do, and it's just like. Oh, so yeah. that's how, that's what being an influencer is. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah. Coming up. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just sit there and watch that. It's like, huh, yeah. that's how you do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. It's a lot of getting permission to do an awkward thing in a public place. <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely, for sure. yeah. yeah. And Which, I'm just like, can y'all do that at my shows? I'm just wondering. Yeah, right? <laughs> no joke. Like, that would be nice. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Come shoot a few videos um, here in the studio. What time is the, the show? Uh, we're going to start about 7 o'clock. All right. Is yeah. it a uh, free show? Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's a free show. Uh, nice. I got my 
my boy who's a DJ. He goes by Dysfunction DJs, but we also call him Chip. So yeah, like, so <laughs> I got it. him with me with me, and then um, my boys who I've known for a long time, Music Genius Crew. Uh, they're gonna be you know doing a set before me, so yeah. it's gonna be real cool. And also, I'm trying bring my projector screen and try to you know show some videos you know oh, as yeah. well. So right. so make it a better dynamic. Sure. Yeah. An, an experience. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's gonna be funny because like you know. Like over here, there's gonna be like a hip hop show, mm-hmm. you know, projector screen, DJ, you know, MCs, and then on the other side, people are gonna be doing laundry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, the yeah. best part. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, but I, I, you know, if you're doing laundry at, at University of Wash, you know to expect the unexpected. Like, like that's a spot they've got video games up in there. They got a bar. They do yeah, I was gonna say if you're if you're you know? listening and you've not heard of this and you're like, why why are you guys talking so much about this place? It, it is like Hilton said. It's a laundromat, but it's also an arcade. It's also a bar. It's also um, a coffee shop. Like it's got a bunch of different aspects to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you can just lounge there, you know, whether you're doing laundry or not. You could just yeah. hang out oh, there. Yeah. I mean, they'll usually have football games on, even though tomorrow night there's no football games. You know, there's only hip hop. Yep. Yeah, it's only hip hop. So it's going to be, you know, and th- when we schedule this, we're that's what we're concerned with because NFL changed their schedule with uh, the playoffs. Yeah. And last year we had one in January and it was okay. We could do that. But. When it comes to like doing shows during football games, it's really tough to get everybody's a crowd? attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a crowd yeah. or people who or are if there. They are there? Yeah, yeah. Get them when to pay the TV's attention. on, you know, people are going to be like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. looking right at the camera is like, make some noise. Like, uh. oh man, <laughs> not until they score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you missed that pass. Oh my god, you know, not that's the not noise, the noise you're looking for. Yeah, that's not the noise you're looking for. I remember <laughs> early, early in doing comedy. Uh, maybe one or two years in going to a show at I can't remember the name of the place, but it's at that hotel on like 71st and Lewis. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the, the oh. Reddington sports bar. Yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So I walk in there and it's like wall to wall TVs all the way around mm-hmm. in a circumference. Right. And there's this little tiny stage and there's a TV directly behind yep. where we would be standing. And uh, uh, but there's also a TV. There's also TVs to the left, to the right, behind you, all the way around, including directly behind where the comedian would be standing. Yeah. And we said, um, uh, we're going to turn these off when the show starts. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, of course. And they did turn off the one directly behind the stage. <laughs> but every other one was left on, including directly to the right and directly to the left. <laughs> I, I've asked that same question uh, at a venue before and gotten the reaction, why? So mm. honestly, the fact that they even turned off the one is really accommodating. That just told me that they there'd been more than one show there before. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we don't see any. Yeah, this is our compromise. We turned off the one. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, I know as far as that place, the um, Remington, that's where Green Bay fans hang out and yep. watch games. Oh, no that's wonder I hated backers. it so yeah. much. Yep. The Packer backers. Yeah. No wonder I hated it in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, that, oh, was, that was as a, a lifelong Bears fan. That's not where I oh, go. Oh yeah. Oh that's not man. Where I go. Oh, there was um, there was one time I went there because I used to go there, you know, quite a bit. Um, because I used to live nearby there, and they were cool with me being a Chiefs fan. Like they were like, yeah, as long as you're not. 
a Bears, Bears fan, fan <laughs> Vikings fan, Lions, Lions fan, fan, and a Cowboys fan. <laughs> See, that's my thing. Like, I'm a lifelong Bears fan, but like, I don't really care about the Vikings or the Lions. I actually rooted for the Lions this year. Yeah, but you will never fucking catch me rooting for the Packers <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Oh, so one time I was there, there was I was rooting for the Lions this year. Though, oh, I, they had a great season. Fucking, they were awesome. Yeah. But I was remember I remember one time I was there like um there was this one guy who you know who nobody ever seen over there before and he was just you know he's like yeah lifelong Packers fan you know and this is Packers versus Bears and he's like yeah lifelong Packers fan like you know he was just throughout the game cheering and it was a really good game and the Bears ended up winning and this guy took off his Packers stuff and had bears underneath. What? <laughs> yeah, he had bears like bears shirt underneath and he was like, "What?" And then he start, did he start talking shit? Oh yeah. Yeah, he totally did. And I was just like, "That's my fucking that hero." That is the boldest thing I've ever seen in my life. That guy's my hero. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, "Okay, sir. All right." Was, I would never do that. <laughs> he was incognito the whole time. Just yeah. to be like, aha, Scooby-Doo, I ripped my face <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's old man Crowley. That yeah. that would be like me going to a Raiders fan club around here and be like, yeah, silver and black all the way. And all of a sudden, Chiefs went like, that's right, Mahomes, baby. You yeah. hear someone in the corner be like, hey, hey. Is that a little bit of red peeking out under that Raiders jersey? <laughs> We're about to have to roll this. Fool. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. Like, I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, wherever you are out there, fucking high five. <laughs> and you know what, though? Even if the roles were reversed, I would still have to be like, respect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I, I mean, I'm not even a Packers fan, but I was like, respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, that was that was good. I, boy, I like that oh one. Boy. <laughs> we did a uh, we did a trifecta of trailers today, a yeah. triple triple header, triple uh, threat. All intriguing for very different reasons. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I, I even even the middle one, which was very silly. I have follow up questions. DM four, a uh, DM four. Yeah, well, isn't, isn't that the guide that like the the mental health guide? Isn't that called like the DM four or something? Or the mm. Never mind, never mind. But, it's something close to that. But Despicable Me four. Which, uh, you know, props to Steve Carell for just milking another franchise as long as he can. You know, not quite quite seven years, but, um, you know, hey. Oh, he's gotten way more than seven years out of it. Well, I guess I mean like seven years of making, seven movies, I guess is what I would Uh comparable. Because, yeah, Despicable Me 1 came out probably 10 years ago. Yeah, if not more. So and and of course not not only a big hit for the stars of the movie but a big franchise with several minions movies spilling out of it. Absolutely. So yeah, he, he's made a. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the minions uh, definitely got some prominent uh, screen time uh, in this commercial um, uh, for Despicable Me Four, including uh, what I find as kind of a suggestive scene. 14 years ago since the first one wow 2010 which despicable wow. me one is a funny movie they're all good are they good i haven't I, seen i two, honestly two or three. i honestly have not disliked any of them trey parker is the villain in the third one okay really yep oh wow <laughs> yeah i've i've liked all the movies including the minions one man well, trey parker if i could ever kick it with him and matt stone like mm-hmm. just just one one hour in their writing room I'm sure I'd be hurting laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll just come up with anything, and I'll just be like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. Like, because those guys are 
incredible. They're oh, legends. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, for just, sure. A, a good angle on viewing world issues for, for and, and I got to say, I agree with them probably 90% of the time. There's only mm-hmm. a few small categories where I just kind of separate from them. You know? They recently did an episode uh, regarding trans issues, and I did not watch it because I was... I was afraid of the stance they took. Yeah, I and I didn't want to soil my image of of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was a little afraid to. to you if made they the were, right call. Yeah, because they the were right kind call. of shitting on trans people, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, fuck and, that. And that's that's the thing is is it it, it, it the people the, the the trans issue is going to be a tough one for a well, lot of folks. The reason it bugs me is because most of the time that because people you've... shit on it, it's because they are falling into the the false narrative of it is a trend or you know people are uh, just identifying as whatever the fuck they want for fun. The and, I identify as an attack helicopter yeah, crap. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. even if that's true, who gives a fucking shit? Um you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Your fucking uh, your 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 nephew with Down syndrome identifies as a superhero. You're fucking fine with that. Like it's you know who cares? Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's that's often the thing that makes me like. I just was like, I'm gonna fucking I'm not gonna watch it because yeah. I love them and I don't want to not love them. There are certain segments of our population who will will gain acceptance strictly by f- never failing to exist. Um, and, and the best way that I can prove it, as as uh, as 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 someone as, as a member of the LGBTQ community, there are plenty of people who've come around and been uh, super cool with me from day one of finding out. But there's people who that kind of topic just never gets touched on with me. It's kind of something behind the door for them. And I've noticed over time they have come around, but it's been a time thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, we were standing outside the Looney Bin uh, a couple of days ago, uh, chatting with a couple of comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't name them, but they're comics who in the past I've mm-hmm. known have been a little bit more standoffish about that part of my life. And I walked up and you immediately made kind of a, a silly joke about me with other dudes, you know, mm-hmm. just a kind of a surface level gay joke. It wasn't offensive or anything. I didn't no. mind. It was funny. Yeah. And I went along with it because it's not the kind of thing I'm going to shy away from anymore. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck. It's not a big and deal. The, yeah. That's the back and forth. You know, we, that, yeah. And our friends who were chatting with didn't even blink. Not a, not a, hmm. nope. Which I respected because, you know. They, they just kind of yes-anded. Exactly. Yeah. Because they, they knew that even though that may not be something that they're, that they're about. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't no, affect them. That's all them. I need. That's all I need. Yeah. You know, just treat me like a person. Once, so. you, once you can really come to terms with how, how little it affects your life. Yeah. Which is zero. Yeah. Like literal zero. Yeah. Then you can. Re- it's really easy to come to terms with something. Exactly, and that's and that's a big thing. And and, and Matt and Trey will come around. They're smart I hope guys. So. And in the meantime, man, like you know, like like you're saying, Alan, so much of what they do is just side splittingly funny. Yes, <laughs> fucking a. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, like don't want to ruin that image of them. So, oh, for myself, when it comes to you know trans issues, like my thing is like, hey, I'm glad that you, you know want to show this to me that way it's just like hey you're still a person you know i, I i'm still gonna love you yeah, you know? yeah and it's just like hey right like let's, let's it makes no like you said makes no difference yeah, yeah it makes no difference so it's just like you know at, and at the same time i'm like we still be a fan of my music right, <laughs> right? yeah we got bigger I'll things still be to a worry fan about. of you so yeah. you know so that's that's what it is so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think most straight men just need to get over the idea of anybody being not straight is immediately going to want to fuck them. Like, like That's their all. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, like oh, as long as they're not trying to kiss me, like, <laughs> dude. Like, like it, it, as if they're they're expecting. <laughs> they don't that. want you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, trust me, they don't want kiss you. me. Are you like, do you want to be kissed? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you weigh 330 pounds in a Carhartt with a disgusting beard. No, they don't want to kiss you. Yeah. No, actually, You're fucking gross. That, that's a bear. Some of the community does want to kiss them. Let's not no, kiss no, no, no. I'm not not like the fun 330. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. That's Just true. all lard. Yeah. It's like straight men feel that way. It's like, oh, now you know how women feel, don't you? Yup. Yup. Like, hey. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and honestly, there's a there's a deeper issue there. We won't get too into it because we got to talk sure. about a movie with little green, a little yellow minions. But we've got, uh, you know, our culture of dating and and sex and the pursuit of of intimacy, sex, relationships, etc., is such a uh, chase and be caught kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, you go after the girl you like, you know, just just to, to put it in heteronormative terms, you know, you know, she she's courted by by multiple suitors and gets to choose the one. It's kind of animal kingdom ish. Yeah. So I get that when this idea of, you know, for a straight guy, this idea of another dude being into him, he's immediately going to apply it in those terms. Oh, is he going to pursue me the way that I've pursued the people I want to be with? I mean, <coughs> maybe if they don't know, but, you know, the one thing that. And obviously, nothing's a blanket statement. But the one thing the gay community understands is consent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, that's the thing. I think that when uh, straight dude says no, they're like, "Oh, okay, sweetie, you're fine." Yeah. In in all, I, I think in all of existence of any species of anything on the planet, cis straight men are the worst at ignoring the fact that we are mammalian, that we have deep seated animal instincts because we are animals we're just self-aware we have the ability to deny the instincts that would make other animals do things that we would consider insane like how a lot of animal sex is on not consensual yeah you know what i mean like and i often think of those things and i'm like you know that whether we like it or not, that's that is somewhere in our history as a species, as those being just animal instincts, mammalian instincts for reproduction and survival. And we have evolved to not accepting those things because we we you know we got smarter, we built society, we you know we learned to speak, all those things We've abandoned. that separated us from the rest of. The mammalian. Oh, I'm so glad you said it a third time. Mm-hmm. Mammalian? Yeah. Mammalian. Oh, four. Oh, it's so good, yeah. isn't it? It's great. Yeah. It's great. I was going to ask for it. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think about that all the time whenever I see, you know, like straight men just being straight dumb men. and shitty mm-hmm. and, and, you know, fuck animal-like. Yeah. They're just like, pay attention to me, please. (laughs) Everyone wants to fuck me and I want to fuck everything. Well, and and we have to acknowledge that there's certain certain very satisfying things about having an interest in something, going after it, acquiring it. You know, that whole process is rewarding. Because that goes to our hunter-gatherer instincts. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but it doesn't mean that you don't still show respect and reverence to the other person. Because you're still talking about a conscious... A uh, person with agency and, and and a life of their own. Absolutely, but anyway. like Steve Coogan. But let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> scene. Go. 
because um, you know, speaking of uh, consent, um, there's a scene with a vending machine uh-huh. in the Despicable Me Four trailer, uh-huh. and when uh-huh. we we uh-huh. talked about uh-huh. it with some fellow comics, and they immediately went to the similarity to a. I don't know how popular it is, but a seemingly popular trope in pornography. It's shockingly popular. The the yeah. the, the step Someone sibling is, or mom, stepmom, step, the step family member <laughs> in a pre- precarious predicament, unable to alleviate themselves of, aka stuck in a thing that is impossible to be stuck in under the bed, <laughs> like a couch. in the washer, on the couch. Yeah, I'm, I'm in stuck. The dryer. My yeah. arm is stuck in the couch. Yeah, and step family member yeah, comes along. Yeah, I'm stuck along. in the dryer. Yeah, because that happens. Here, why are you going all the way in the dryer? What? Also, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in the oven. It's like, why are you in the oven? What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, I was get trying out of to. There. I was trying to unalive myself, <laughs> and then I changed my mind and now I'm stuck. <laughs> so, like, but help me, please. That was the darkest porn. I saw yeah, in a while. <laughs> dark timeline. <laughs> what what area of Pornhub is that? <laughs> dark porn. Dark porn. Don't leave porn a hub. note. Dark Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. I do not need to see the dark branding category. <laughs> oh god damn. Man, the um so yeah, so so a, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. a minion One of gets caught in a vending machine. Stuck and the in, two other and the other ones just pile driving. <laughs> <laughs> He fucked that other minion so hard. (laughs) Which, you know, the first three movies were for children. So what is this? Uh, The despicable part. I guess they're saying all the kids have grown up now. and This one has gotten very despicable. Empty nest syndrome hits the despicable me house. (laughs) Then they'll be like, what were we watching as kids? Like, like, yeah, all right. Oh, no, they, they, don't, they, don't, like, they don't fuck the minion. It, no, but they do slap his bottom. They spank the hell out of him. They yeah, spank they his bottom this like is, yeah. hard. Yeah, and they didn't stop. You know, no. real satisfying whip. Like whoosh. it's not. I, I, here's the deal: kids can handle a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow. And not every joke is let for me, that. Let me isolate that. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> and a lot of jokes are meant to go over the heads of the kids and hit the parents in the theater. That's It's the Shrek formula come to life, yes. right? Mm-hmm. This may have gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't need to show kids like, hey, when someone gets stuck in anything, smack their ass because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, even though it might be funny. It is very funny. It might be it's very, very funny. Very funny. It's very funny, but not everything that's funny is okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's know? right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if my wife gets stuck in the dishwasher and I choose to walk by and slap her ass. But here's the deal is you <laughs> guys have not previously had the conversation where you said, honey, if you come by, if you get stuck in the dishwasher and I slap your ass, is that okay? And she, she of course, like, said no. No, get but, me out of there, but, you fucking psycho. <laughs> you said, will you divorce me for it? And she, unfortunately, said probably not. Not after the so, first one. Oh, okay, that's what it was. You okay. get two. You get two. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll be like, I'm going to kick your ass after this. As soon as I get out of this dishwasher, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so glad next week's episode is with a divorce lawyer. That's really... <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know that is my reoccurring nightmare. <laughs> divorce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 Mine too. Weird. Had it last night. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yep. 
God oh, man. damn. Yeah. yeah. It sucks so bad. I hate it. But <laughs> Becky does not mind you waking up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so often. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Is there anything you need? <laughs> oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> uh, Despicable Me looks problematic. Is what I'm saying. Well, just that one just little one, part. Just, just, just the one little one scene. scene. It, if just that, because you have it on a loop. If, if that happens to be a running gag in the movie, then it's like, then, yeah, okay, then, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. If people just keep getting stuck places. Yeah, and people are going to be like, okay, hold up. So now what they're trying to promote is if you get stuck somewhere, smack that ass. Like, <laughs> like, huh. That's the lesson I pull. Okay. Loosen you up every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say one of my favorite things about this trailer was the father-son dynamic of Gru and Gru Jr. Yeah. Um, in that Gru Jr. hates him. It's not yeah. um, at all. It reminds me very much of a real-life situation that we have in uh, our, our very good friends, Jessica and Alex. Uh, they have these two little boys. And one of the little boys, the younger one, um, just loves to shit on his dad really <laughs> and i as an outsider oh, oh wait you mean actually shit not no 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 okay. not like literal shit oh, okay. like he first of babies. all this kid cusses a ton no no no, not a baby he's oh, okay. a he can speak okay he's five or six okay but he cusses out his father in a way that is arguably definitely problematic but also equal parts fucking hilarious Okay. Because he'll be ask. like, Dad's a fucker. And like, wow. <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask? This kid white? Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. I was about to say, I don't think black kids can do that. No. You call your dad and a once, fucker one and, and time. Live, yeah, and live yeah. to tell about it. Absolutely. Like, not happening. No, that's, that, that is a gentle parenting problem right there. Yeah. yeah. That's a, I want to hit him. Be like, I want to. He like, called me a fucker to my face. <laughs> like, yeah, fucker head. Like, that's my baby right there. That's my baby. <laughs> I mean, oh, my, my parents there like, is yeah, also the part where, like. Get that switch right now. <laughs> there is that thing, like, you know, white people do love kids cussing. It's just funny. It is inherently funny. It's funny. It is funny. I mean, I think it's arguably funny all the way around, but oh. we'll put up with it a little yeah. more. <laughs> it's funny, like, as far as, like, me on looking, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you're on the outside looking I'm in. I'm on the like, outside hey, looking hey, in. It's like, that's funny. Your dad is a fucker. Deep down, I'm like, yeah, my parents won't let me get away with that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can't even joke around as an adult. Mom's, yeah. mom's a fucker. <laughs> my mom's in Indiana. She'll come right down here. <laughs> we haven't like, even, like, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, right? We haven't even touched on the fact that Will Ferrell's in this one. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him as uh, Maxime Lamal. I think that's the bad guy. Okay. Yeah, that we only got like one line of. The whole plot Ooh. of this movie went a lot of different places. Like, it starts out with, like, a one of your villains has returned. We're going to put you into, like, hiding kind of situation. And mm -hmm. then it really goes off the rails. I kind of lost track of where the plot was going at oh, all. Absolutely. I don't remember any of the things that happened as far as plot. I just remember little bits of, like, the, haha, the kid hates him. It, well, big fun action. And smack butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that a good thing where, like, you don't know where the movie's going. Oh yeah, compared I think to so. like a lot of trailers that just give it, give it all, all away. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. I'll tell you a trailer that gave even less than this yeah. was Long Legs. Yeah, and yeah. intriguing. I am on board. I want to see this real bad horror movie with Nicolas mm -hmm. Cage, mm -hmm. and you do not see Cage once in the trailer. If you do, it is incredibly well disguised. Yeah, 
Like mm. if you if you did see him and like I'm sure there's people out there that are gonna be like he was in there you fucking idiot sure but we <laughs> missed it because it was super well disguised yeah. and also we know we're idiots stop saying it yeah exactly <laughs> we talk about it all the time all the time it's practically <laughs> part of the, the show yeah. <laughs> but uh, it looks scary uh, not only uh, before we got to a, a one very specific scene uh, the imagery was very much. Um, uh, made, meant to make you uncomfortable. I was about to ask you to like pull up the page, but I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to read the plot. I would kind of. I think I might want to see it, having knowing just what I know from the trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will skip that part of the the um um. Here uh, we go. go IMDb, so we can get a look at some of the rest Blair of the cast. Underwood. Dang, yeah. where's he been? Oh, yeah. Seriously, oh where? Wow, where has he been? Yeah. <laughs> and then Micah Monroe got top billing. Her, I don't know that I've ever heard of. Is it Maika? Yeah, I don't Meika know. Maika or Maika? Maika? Yeah. Uh. Who was, you guys heard of the dog, L A I K A, that was like the Russian dog that went into space? Mm-mm. I don't know how to say his name either. Can you go back up for me for a second? Just, okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, She's got a bit of a, a, a long list of credits as well. It looks like a lot of indie stuff because I've not seen That's true, yeah. any of these things. So pretty much. Emerging from the indie stuff and now, like, I mean, this looks indie too. Yeah, this looks pretty indie as well, but with Nicolas Cage, so yeah, you're gonna get a lot more uh, recognition. Uh, But yeah, this looks spooky. Well, and then there's one scene where someone is attacked, um, and and in a in the back of the head. Yeah, and just a very vulnerable position. That part right there, I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, all right. Good, yeah. Good use of showing the violence in a very surprising and shocking way. This is why I've never understood why so many people have their like internet surfing positions set up like against a wall where everything is behind them. Yeah. Come on, man. Turn it around. Yeah. It just played on a very basic. Turn it around. You know, <laughs> a good place to instill fear. The idea of being focused on something yeah. and not conscious of what's happening behind you. It's, From a very young age, I'm like, I'm going to put myself in a position where no one can come from behind me. It's the Tony Soprano, man. You got to watch the exits. Ah, mm-hmm. See, I think that's I think that's instinctive, Don't too, in me. stop. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The one time he took his eye off the, the fucking Took door. his eye off the ball. Yeah. yeah. Can't do that, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's deeply ingrained in me to, like, know my exits and, like, isn't that weird? Is that an Italian thing? It's yeah. funny. Uh, Sopranos, I've seen a lot of breakdowns of that finale lately uh, on the internet. Yeah. I don't know if there's been a resurgence in culture recently or what. I mean, maybe we've had it. It had an anniversary Did recently. It? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I think it was the 20 year anniversary of the finale, maybe, okay. or something like that. Wow. It's been 20 years. Or no, 20 wow. years since it started. I, mean, since I think started. it started in 03, right? Or okay. something like that. Or 02 or 01. Wow. Or is it that? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. Pull yeah. It up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. Oh no! It started in like '99, I think. I, I thought it started in the late yeah. '90s. Yeah, '99. Yeah, '99. Okay. Went yeah, 2015. Well, so 25 oh, years. 2007. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah but, but either way, I, I remember now that that started around that time because I remember Def Comedy Jam was still on at the time. So. Oh yeah. That and Chris Rock show, I believe, was still on oh, on man. HBO. So yeah. Hey, let's um, let's go down. Let's take a stab at some of these last names, Hilton. Uh, Christopher Maltasanti. Okay. Yeah. You know, oh, you, I, I watched Sopranos. I know the Sopranos. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Maltasanti. Yeah. See. Right. Look at yeah. that. What about Polly's last name? Oh, Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gaultieri. Oof. Gaultieri. 
Cheers. Right, right. All right. Cheers. I mean, I've been sitting across from an Italian for the past seven years. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Oh, boy. Um, okay, so. Hi, John. Long legs for it. Despicable Me. We'll watch it when I have to with my kids. Back to Black. Back to Black. Uh, biopic about Amy Winehouse. Yeah. I initially read Back in Black, and I was like, you oh, this is about about Angus Young. Yeah. <laughs> um, this looks good. It looks powerful. I don't like biopics 90% of the time because they're so flowery and and... That's one thing is I, I do want to look up a little bit about how much of this deviates from the truth. Yeah, It looks like they're taking on her addiction and her toxic relationship pretty head on. Yeah. Um, but then again, we'll see, you know. And they're really, of course, highlighting the the accolades, the awards, the highs that she reached before all that. Yeah. She was really just a, a, a record setting artist. Yeah. Before the tragedy set in. I mean... I loved Amy Winehouse because early on, I uh, when you know when she first started gaining popularity, uh, I noticed that she had a, a couple of B sides where she would like cover uh, the specials. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah, like she did a cover of uh, Monkey Man by the Specials. Mm. That is awesome. It's great. Very cool. My favorite song from her is to this day Valerie. Oh, it's so good. I love that Valerie's song. so good. Like, that's that's incredible. As a matter of fact, there was. I remember there was a a performance of that she did over in England, and I think Mark Ronson was with her because I think he he produced that song. I believe so. And he played, you know, on stage. Uh, as a matter of fact, it I think it was during it was his set, and he got you know he brought Amy Winehouse out to mm-hmm. do Valerie. And I, as far as this point in life, um, you know, there something. I guess maybe it was like the whole drug use thing. Like, uh, I'm not sure exactly what was going on exactly. But like, I just remember she was on stage. She was kind of struggling to stand up Mm. and like she was knocking the song out the park. Like she was just, Mm -hmm. you know, like she incredible. You know, she was singing it incredibly, but like she was having trouble standing up. And there's at one point Mark Ronson you know, playing guitar and he moves over to her just to make sure she's, you know, still yeah. good, you know, make sure she's, you know, stay, staying up. And I was just like, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. Like, you know, just like you're, you're, you're doing your thing, but at the same time you move over <laughs> to make sure, you know, like she's, she's yeah, she's yeah. not going to fall. It's like, that's, that's to me, that was beautiful. I was just like, man, that's, that's dope. Yeah, so. it's it's not only caring about your 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 bandmate, hopefully your friend, but but also you know just respecting the fact that you know this is something that could impact everything that's happening tonight, and you got to kind of stay on top of it. You don't want to react if she collapses. You want to be there to to catch her if she falls. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because I've seen many videos of artists falling. Yeah. Uh, one in particular, uh, Casey and JoJo. <laughs> there was, well, there's a there's lot. There's old video. It was like Casey and JoJo were singing all my life, and then uh, JoJo was like, you know, he's about to sing the second verse, and all of a sudden he falls, and Casey's like, uh, and, you know, all of a sudden he starts singing like JoJo, I really love you, <laughs> and like I was just like, uh, pick him up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> uh, the the uh, the whole the show must go on thing is um. 
you know, I th- I've always found that a little problematic. Uh, you know, Pink Floyd uh, uh, talked about it. You know, comfortably numb and yeah, like you gotta get out there. Here's some. Here's something to get. You know, it was a thing back in the day. They would uh, you'd have publicists or our version of publicists back then that would just like, oh, we got to pump Judy Garland full of amphetamine so she can go out to do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it's fucked up. Like you know, I, I you, I'm thinking about that thing, and yeah, it's beautiful that Mark Mark went over and helped make sure she didn't fall down. But like, man, imagine if her people would have been like, you know what, this person's not in the state to go out on stage, mm-hmm. and we need to intervene because she's a person was struggling with severe issues and maybe the show shouldn't go on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Not to Um, throw that necessarily on his shoulders. No, 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 it's not. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said the people that let her go on stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's something the the bandmates should have been discussing, you know, hopefully. But that was his band. She was just coming out for a guest spot. Yeah. yeah, So Mm -hmm. this is on her people, you know, like she, at this point, if she's that famous, she has a team of people. She's got like probably at least 10 to 12 people employed by her. Well, and, and, and they all pretty much were like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Because their checks stop if, yeah. if she that, doesn't perform. Absolutely, that's fucked up. Well, and 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 the pressure when you are that big, that huge, exactly. making that kind of the oh, accolades, setting those kind of records, you know, mm-hmm. there's a sense that like you can't stop this. Yeah, you know, you don't want to stop this. And and we have to be honest with you know we're all we're all artists here sitting at the table today. We're all creatives, and we all understand how much pain, struggle. Um, uh, the, the worst elements of the world of lives of our experiences on this earth can sometimes impact what we create, you know, and, and sometimes in a good way, you know, pain can create a lot of amazing art. Absolutely. Oh yeah. They always say it's uh, hardest to write when you're happy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 but at the same time, pain is one of the number one things that leads to addiction. So it's, it's a double-edged sword and, and, you know, can relate. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, <laughs> you know we, we've talked about this on the show many, many times about, you know, about how addiction and sobriety are, are so often intertwined in an artist's experience. And hopefully this movie will have a positive effect on other artists and, and getting them, if they need help to get help, if they recognize others in their community that need help to help be a force of good for them and, and just to hopefully mitigate the negative impact of this mm-hmm. on, on our communities. So. Anyway, this show was a lot more fun when we were talking about non-consensual minions. Here's the thing, is if you've got a vending machine, you know you want to try and get up in there. You don't throw your whole body up in there, though, That's the problem, not your whole body. Also, a minion, I'm assuming, is squishy. Well, I don't think so. Are they hard? I don't... What is the... What's the texture of a minion? (laughs) (laughs) Help me, step minion. (laughs) Um, But also, there was a skinnier minion to the left, like... Why not send that no. one in? Uh, well, I mean... You always send the one with the longest, skinniest arm up the vending machine. Yeah. True. This is basic physics. You know who would have helped a lot when it came time to get something from a vending machine at the Kevin. safe house? Long legs. Oh, long legs. Had, yeah. Had long legs been there, he would have just shoved a leg up there, grabbed a thing. Hey, it's me, Daddy Long Legs. Here's the same thing. Daddy Long Legs, give me, give me a bag of chips and... Uh, I get Snickers too, yeah. <laughs> pop, up, pop along legs. I'll pay you back. <laughs> I'll pay you back. <laughs> Let me get those pop tart bites. <laughs> like I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a bag of chips today. Vending <laughs> machine today. Yeah. yeah. Boy, oh boy, what else I, do we got? I was gonna say, like, as far as the biopic thing, um, you know, because a lot of times, um, when it comes to artists and they have biopics, like NWA. 
or you know or oh uh, man that one or the upcoming um that was one that bugged me yeah <laughs> i mean i'm like boy dr dre came out smelling like roses like, didn't he yeah <laughs> really like dr dre's this <laughs> i mean look he's, they're like he's look you can have one reference to one domestic abuse yeah and that's it and my thing with that it was like damn that's that wasn't even mentioned in the movie yet Eminem pointed that out a long time ago, and he was signed under Dr. Dre. So it was just like, like, damn, okay. So Eminem talked about that more than the movie did. So it was like, okay. Well, that's what happens whenever Ice Cube and Dr. Dre are producers on the film. They're like, no, you can't put that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was just like, well, we'll we'll put what we want to put, you know. And Ice Cube's like, yeah. Another another (laughs) example is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they really glossed over uh, Freddie Mercury's um, battle with being closeted and being, uh, you know, his disease and everything. Like it was mm-hmm. just not very much of the film at all. I, and it sucks too because both of those are topics that are kind of you know have two sides to them. On on one hand, I don't know that audiences would be ready to accept the successes of uh, the excesses and the value and and the quality of what Dr. Dre has brought to music and culture if they have to be facing all of the, the violence. He, 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 he's made a lot of mistakes growing yeah. up. And, and with Freddie, I don't know that the, the, the understanding, the acceptance, especially of AIDS, and, and, and still in many circles, the, the acceptance of the LGBTQ community, that could have been a hindrance on that story as well. But the problem is, is Dr. Dre can still be a good and, and productive and valuable person, even with that in his past. Mm-hmm. We got to be honest with that. Sure. Yeah. And 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 Freddie is still a, a, an important and valuable and loved person, including because of his of his uh, uh, orientation I guess what I'm, what, and despite his disease. I guess mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is, it's hard for me to believe that Freddie's journey and all all of the things, you know, didn't affect his songwriting didn't oh, affect 100 percent. and if that's left out of the story you're not telling the story you're in yeah. either case i feel you are right mm-hmm. and, but i feel in both cases we're kind of i it's like i understand why they were left out well that's why i'm but like you don't had make an oppor- the movie. you had an opportunity to help us as a people by leaving it in yes you know well that's why every time a biopic comes out i'm like i'll wait for a documentary yeah <laughs> and that's what i meant too about wanting to know a little bit about what this movie, the what truth. Back to Black gets yeah. right and what it gets what it wrong. Gets wrong. I, I'm hoping this movie would be really good. And at the same time, I'm hoping the Bob Marley movie would be really good as well. Yeah, like, that one's about to come out. Yeah, it's coming out. Um, that like, one doesn't look as... Over over a week. That one doesn't look like it. It doesn't look as good to me. I want it to be good, but it doesn't look very good, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, I, I, I want it to be good because I fucking love Bob Marley, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go check it out. I'll report back. All right. Yeah, let me know. (laughs) And then I'll let my parents know because they love biopics. (laughs) Yeah. What else we got on the agenda today? Koji Kondo. Oh! Koji Kondo. The master of the 8-bit tunage. Uh Oh, oh, yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy behind uh, the Super Mario Brothers. Did uh, he do a song? Did he go into like 16 bit? Did he was he doing stuff uh, for SNES and, and, and beyond? Here's the thing. I don't know, mm. but we'll find out. Uh, apparently, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences announced that legendary composer Koji Kondo would be honored at the 27th annual Dice Awards ceremony this year. Uh, being inducted to this Hall of Fame for his massive contributions to video game soundtracks. Uh, let's see what we can learn a little bit about him here. 
Uh, he's been f- apparently his work has been featured in every generation of Nintendo hardware. Okay, there we go. Article from Nintendo asked Wire. and answered. Uh, arcade title Punch Out, uh, yes. video game Super Mario yeah. Brothers, Legend of Zelda, Pilot Wings, of course, which started on the Super Nintendo, so that definitely answers that specifically. And even as recently, that's a Punch Out. Even the recently released Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Which is on the Switch. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Oh, look at this picture. That's a cool picture. Wow. And it's various uh, largely offensive characters. (laughs) (laughs) This is is way before Mike Tyson became Balrog. Yep. Yes, exactly. Uh, And, and of course, uh, Mike Tyson was M. Bison in Japan. Yes, M. Bison. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, way to be subtle, Capcom. <laughs> uh, the 27th annual Dice Awards is going to be live streamed on IGN.com apparently, and it's going to take place Thursday, February 15th. So here in about uh, about uh, just under two weeks, mm-hmm. um, right after Valentine's Day. Yep. What I like about um, what about this is is Koji Kondo is one of those names who you know everybody in the world knows the Super Mario Brothers soundtrack. You know mm-hmm. that that level one one sound do 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 do. You know we 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 it's ubiquitous in our culture. Sure. Yes. It's it's as much as like the some of the Looney Tunes music. You know some of the the Doctor Who theme song. You know there's just stuff that if you hear it, even if you don't know specifically what it is, you've heard it. You know yes. it. You know it's like like a Taylor Swift song. We've all got one. You know. <laughs> So, um, and, and Chiefs fans, y'all got more probably. We are now, never, but, yeah. ever, ever. There you go, right? Yeah. Or the, what's Shake that? it off. Yeah. yeah. I'm the problem. It's me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my money, out of the woods, though. It's a fucking banger. Yeah. But, but anyway. Um, but, but Just don't tell anybody she's a psyop. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's been paid to date him. Um, so the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, what's it, what was I saying? Uh, Koji Kondo's music is something that we've all heard. So getting this man's name out there, getting him better recognized. You know, I'll re- I remember when I was producing Fox 23 News Daybreak, uh, the morning show over there, and we would do little like the this is probably about 10 years ago. So we would do like ringtone, uh, what the number one ringtone was this mm. week. You remember when you'd buy your ringtones mm-hmm. with your phones? Mm-hmm. And Koji Kondo was on that list every week because mm. the Mario song was always one of the most popular ones to put on your phone. Right I think, on. I think you still have Mario sound effects on your phone, right, Zamp? Uh, I mean, I probably do, but I, my <clears throat> phone, is, I'm I'm a perma vibrate net person now. Now you just vibrate, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. except for like my alarm. Yeah. And anything special for your alarms, or do you just do the? Uh, actually, my in my in phone uh, had a couple of uh, of bangers yeah. that I chose to stick with. Uh, my alarm is this very sweet, soft, uh, you know, uh, like, I'm waking you up without alarming you. <laughs> it's time to get up. I know you're a light sleeper, so I'm not going to frighten you. I just feel like the singing would be weird. No, it's, it's, oh, no it's the fucking best. Gotcha. No, there's no singing. It's just really pretty, like, uh, you know, like, daylight, dawn, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I have like for my like daytime alarm. There's like this really fun like retro '80s beat thing <laughs> that I found. That I was like, "All right, cool, let's do this." Yeah. So yeah, no downloaded tunes on this phone. Gotta have all my. I gotta have all my memory space for all the weed pictures. <laughs> Uh, I do have one more little bit of video game news to talk about, although not video hey. game, but video game inspired cinema. Yes, cinema. Cinema, because Sonic the Hedgehog 3 has a cast. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Ben Schwartz returning as the eponymous Sonic, and uh, 
Jim Carrey back as Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. But by far, the most important news. Huh. For for listeners of opinions like A-Holes, you know that there is one man, one actor, one star in Hollywood that burns brighter, shines brighter uh. than anyone else ha. out there. The, Who? the, the hero, the ha. mascot, the love of our lives. Oklahoma Zone. James Marsden. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So glad to have you back, Jimmy Mars. Uh, thrilled. Yeah, man. I, I, was, I wasn't going to see it. If, if Mars wasn't in it? If Mars wasn't in yeah. it, I was not going to this No one. Jimmy Mars? No, no Jimmy OLA. Yeah. We're not going to be there. Nope, 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 nope. Um, Oklahoma stand up. Yeah, yeah. listen, yeah. I've, 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 like, we've talked a lot. We've been impressed with both of these films. Yeah, they are surprisingly good. Really thought it was going to suck when the first one was about to drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> the, uh, the original and Sonic. I re- oh, the old image? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it, there was just something, something about that... the whole thing that didn't sound good. And then all of a sudden you got Ben Schwartz. Yep. I'm like, okay, now I'm more intrigued. Like, at first we're thinking, like, oh, poor Jimmy Marsden. He just had to act opposite a CGI um uh, rabbit. rabbit and hop uh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah and i'm like now he's gotta work against this terrifying sonic <laughs> the sonic <laughs> this that terrifying are human teeth sonic <laughs> <laughs> who of course uh got his own redemption arc in the chippendales rescue rangers movie <laughs> oh Disney yeah. Plus. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i just hope he was a victim of in the end of sharp object <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> But uh, if you've never seen that series or read that book, do it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also some new faces coming to this. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Uh, uh, fresh off her turn is Jessica Jones for the Marvel Cinematic. I guess not fresh. It was like a decade ago at this point, but whatever. And Christo Fernandez from uh, 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 Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. Yeah. The Footballer's Life. life. Yeah. Footballer's <laughs> Life. Footballer's Hell life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Idris Elba coming back as Nuckies. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, of course, the voice of Tails is coming back as well. I, is that Colleen O'Shaughnessy? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great call. So they I, got Shadow in this one. They do. And they that is the one thing we have not heard yet is who the will voice, voice of Shadow? Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. So uh, guess what? It's me. It's probably Mars. <laughs> I fucking wish it was me. Yeah, I wish it was you too. I wish it was me. Yeah, I, mean, I wish it was me. I was, I was hoping, like you know, I was like, man, they got to bring in Shadow at some point. You yeah, know, like yeah. this would be pretty sweet when they do that. Like, because Shadow is for pretty, the third one. Shadow is pretty awesome. You know, I mean, I'm a Masonic guy myself. You know, yeah. but Shadow the Hedgehog is like, dude, like this is this is the most legit as you know compared to like. You know, Mario and Wario. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, Compared yeah. to that, like, Sonic and Shadow is like, dude, this mm-hmm. is absolutely the coolest dark counterpart ever. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just like black and red, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love black and red. And, and, My and, guitar. And, and built in a lab <laughs> chair. The ultimate creature. Like, like he, he's, he's, he's by design combo. a good nemesis for Sonic. Your shirt? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Black and red is good. Can't go wrong with black and red. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, the uh, makes it's just like a it's strong it's tough it looks cool yeah yeah <laughs> I remember like thinking like uh, uh, a lot of the times whenever like you know they were there would often be like counterparts and they would just like oh like give it some some black or some chrome or some red or something mm-hmm. yeah. and it would make it look like cooler and now all of a sudden I'm like I think I like the bad one <laughs> yeah. when they came out with cooler. shadow it was like you know this was like not only cool and just you know i guess sleek i don't know but yeah you know, no, it looks <clears> fucking <throat> awesome but it's just yeah. like 
this is menacing. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this, yeah. This is a menacing version of like what Sonic was supposed to be, I guess. But, yeah. You know, but makes you think. Makes you think of like, oh, what would it be like for to have people be afraid of me? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it's a natural evolution. I have you know? never it, felt that like feeling. A true evil Sonic. <laughs> well, when Sonic came out, he was meant to kind of be the 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 upsetting the apple cart that was Super Mario Brothers. For sure. And, and you had a character that had attitude that wasn't going to play by the rules. But at the end of the day, he's still a hero. He's still yeah. a good guy, you know, because you want kids to want to be him and you want it to set a good example of, especially, of course, and this is the early I mean, 90s and Sonic video games. Saves the animals. Yeah. I was going to say, you know <laughs> what we haven't had in, in robotic slavery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he he know, literally like, opens a, a cage holding these animals. I was just about to say, yeah. that's, we need that imagery at some point is just him jumping on top of a thing and a bunch of very cute CGI. Uh, creatures running out. You, we need that yeah. in the movie. Yes. Yeah, we do. We yes. Do. Well, that's what. Imagine how much cuter they'll be. Yeah, they'll be so cute, Hilton. The movie has the movie series has done a good <laughs> job of ramping up the Sonic stuff. Right. You know, it started out where it, it, they very much grounded it in this real world. They introduced James Marsden, his girlfriend, their love of Olive Garden. They they introduced a lot of real world stuff. Yeah. And then since then, you know, at the end of the first movie, Robotnik loses his hair, gets his twisty mustache. You know, mm-hmm. in the second movie, we finally get tails. And in the, in the end of the second movie, we know that that shadow is coming. They we are, get knuckles. Oh, we got knuckles. We, we, yeah, we got yeah. knuckles too, of course. Yeah, my yeah. bad. And, and 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 we've got more and more deeper into the Sonic lore mm-hmm. and away from the like the stuff that like made it safe for non-Sonic fans to get into this movie. So it's time to go balls to the wall. You yeah. gotta have the cages with the animals. You yeah. Know? You know, I need robotic fish jumping out of the lake. You yes. Know? So it's yeah. robotic animals. And then Amy, she'll probably show up. Yeah. And then, you know, like all these all the different characters will yes. come through. And it's just like, one by one, you start to introduce them. Yeah. I imagine most of it, because I don't know if they're gonna try and do more than just a trilogy. Um, but you know, I would imagine we're we're probably gonna see a lot of stuff introduced in this one. Yeah. See, that's the thing is 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 they're really uh, they've got they could play it safe and they could just go with the existing cast we know about it and maybe bring in some of the tropes like you talk about the saving the animals or we talked about the mechanized animals. But yeah, they've got Amy, they've got mm-hmm. Big the Cat, they've Big, got yeah. Uh, you know, uh, even even beyond getting into like the Knuckles Chaotix characters, you've got a large stable of characters to pull from. Mm-hmm. And especially especially mentioning Amy, what's interesting about that is Amy's been getting more attention lately. Um, have you guys played Sonic Superstars at all? I uh, haven't played that yet. It's good. I, I want to play it, though. It's good. And Amy is now a playable character in that. And in Sonic Origins, where they re-release all the classic games, they have updated those games to make her playable in that. Whoa, cool. I've been seeing that, too. And it's just like, that. to me, that's awesome. Like, that they've come back, you know, you can run around in Green Hill Zone and then not only be Sonic, but, you know, all these different characters. They they put in Shadow as well, like, in, was it Superstars or something? So you can run as him. And it's like, that's awesome. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like that's pretty sweet. Yeah, they're they're really recognizing uh, these little quality of life improvements that can not only for fans give us more options, more reasons to play through it again, but also to expand the interest. You know, yeah. For any any kids out there, if Eleanor wants to play Sonic, but she wants to play a girl character, now yeah. you got that option. It doesn't yeah. just have to be Tails because he's a little queer. You Man, know? you know what's funny? I got uh, <laughs> I got uh, I got uh, Crash Bandicoot for us to play. Nice. Uh, and then uh, immediately realized like. Ah, damn. 
Crash Bandicoot's actually kind of hard. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, Eleanor's not quite at that video game skill level yet. Jeez, I haven't played that game in forever. Well, yeah. uh, not the OG. We got the um, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, okay. the time travel one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. But but there's like, it, it's still, do you run forward in most of the games still? And backwards sometimes. And like, backwards. sometimes you run like, towards you. the screen. Yeah, yeah, when something's chasing you. So there's, That one's really tricky because you don't know when the gaps are going to come. Yeah, it's a little bit of memorization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even though when you're running away from you, you're you, the judging distance is is, tough. is is the struggle for a crash. Yep. Game. When to double jump? When yeah. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a lot of trial and error, which for sure. Which for I think sure. we growing up when we were kids, the trial and error was easier because we didn't have as many options. Yes, there were less buttons. Well, well, no, but also like if if, if, if the kids <laughs> that was part of what and, made it a and, little and easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, you didn't have to remember to double hit this button and trigger, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But also, if you died four times in a row, it was easier to play that fifth time when you didn't have anything else to do. 100. Now kids have 400 other things they can do. For sure. They've got the tablet. It's easier They've to got, you know, TV. Rage with, quit. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> just to quit. Just to walk yeah. away, you know? Quitting's fun though. It's so fun. Oh, the <laughs> video. this game. <laughs> the, I remember watching videos of like rage quitting. And then again, I've I've seen it in person many times. Like yeah. I've I've, I've never been one that rage quit. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm I've, done. You I've know? never. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just but, I'm more defeated. Like, but I had a friend. Um, I can't do this. You know, I suck. I had a friend, rest his soul. You know, he used to play like. GTA and he would just be like, "Come so, on, CJ," and you just throw throw the like, controller yeah. down. See, I'm not trying to break would, anything. I don't, I don't broke, that money. It would break, yeah. and then he would just calmly pick up all the pieces and just screw it back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, and it just it worked again. It was just like, okay. Damn. Uh, go play again. I'm way too afraid of it not working <laughs> <Right>? again. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, I don't got seventy dollars for a new controller. There's nothing worse than getting having a moment of anger, breaking something, and then realizing, oh, what an idiot I am. <laughs> realizing like that's expensive. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> that's why you need like a, a a dummy one, right? Like get your old PS2 controller, set it next to you while you're playing your yeah. new one, and then when you get really pissed, just chuck the PS2 one across the room. All of a sudden, PS like the like controller two, not his signal not available, or someone's like, okay, all right, put this how funny, one in. <laughs> how funny would it be if you like became known at your local like GameStop or or a uh, uh, vintage stock for like you're always coming in buying the cheapest remotes so that you can rage <laughs> smash them, like the most generic ones. You like walk in and they're like again. <laughs> Like, hey. what was it this time? <laughs> and you're like, fucking NBA 2K. I lost. I, I remember a long time ago at the vintage stock over in Woodland Hills. Um, because I at the time when I lived by myself, I was just like trying to get whatever little money I could. Mm-hmm. I, my dad, you said for some reason, when my dad left um, Oklahoma, like I took on his massive video, like VHS collection, mm. and I was just like. I can't keep all this and I need some money for food and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to sell all these to vintage stock, you know, like, and they were just probably like 50 cents dollar. I don't know. It yeah. was just something. And less, I remember less than they're worth now. Yeah. Way less. Yeah. But it's wild. Um, I remember seeing, uh, what was it? Shaq Fu. I remember seeing 
that copy up there. Shaq Fu. And I was just like, y'all got Shaq Fu? Like, really? <laughs> like, and they're, they're like, the guy, of course we got it. No one else wanted it. Well, yeah. there he said, uh, the guy was like, yeah, so every once in a while, there's a guy that comes in and he buys copies of Shaq Fu whenever we have it. And then he goes outside and destroys the copy. <laughs> and the reason for that being is he believes that's, that was the worst game ever created, and he wants to de- destroy every, every game. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand yeah. that it's a terrible game because you push a button and two seconds later, Shaq does a move, you know. Yeah. But but still, it's just like that's you could do more with your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's dedication, though. Yeah, you, know, you got to give a little respect for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there are worse games. Damn. Like, yeah, Shaq Fu is not the e. worst e. game. E.T.'s not even the worst game. E. Not What's even the worst a... game? I mean, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde on the NES is pretty bad. Okay. But, I mean, NFL on the NES is pretty bad. Oh. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like oh. the very first one? Uh, it's not, no, I mean, there was only one game called Yeah, NFL. that's what I mean. NFL. Like the one that was like yeah. the very first time they used like the NFL. Oh, yeah. It was the, it was the first licensed game. Right. That's but what I meant. a terrible Sorry. football game. Yeah, you know? there were previous football games. Yeah. yeah. Tecmo Bowl. Yep. Now, Tecmo Bowl, of course, is still Real. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And yeah, super Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Just don't let them pick the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Were, were, they, were they OP? You, it was like a glitch thing where like Marcus Allen was, wasn't it Marcus Allen? Or no, Bo, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. It was Bo Jackson was so good that like there was one play where if you went the right direction, you just could not, he would score every time. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. incredible. Like he just couldn't, he, you couldn't catch up to him. <laughs> so it was like the the thing where it was like people would be like, no, you can't use the Raiders. <laughs> Tech Bowl is so good. I don't like football, but I still love that game. Yeah, like that. It's that's how easy. That's how fun it is as a game. Sports games are fun, even if you don't like sports. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. There's a lot. That For is sure. true. Yeah, I've had plenty of friends who tell me. They don't like soccer, but they will play FIFA. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. FIFA '94 was my jam. Oh, as a kid. that was fun. Hell yeah, yeah. That that game was awesome. Yep. I still remember that because the it's the diagonal view, mm-hmm, and you yep. get to play that, and it's like, and then you get to go, go, no, 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 no. There, there was, one. and they do the little celebration like cartwheel, backflip. <laughs> just sprinting. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, John Oliver did uh, Hot Ones this yeah. week. Oh, and he was telling that. a story about uh, how he got to do a free kick at, um, I forget where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he was describing it as like one of the m- most purely joyous moments of his life he's yeah. like he's like i i hit it and i just started sprinting <laughs> and he's like i get it like you know they they why they like just start taking off running and take off their shirt and like everything and it's like yeah when it's that hard to score a goal in a game and you get one through you're gonna celebrate a bit oh, oh yeah man. absolutely i remember when i was a kid you know going in teenage years like a, a lot of times it's very, very tough to score a goal. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and there are times that, like, what, especially, like, my final years in soccer, like, I was go- getting, like, two goals a game. And I was like, like this is weird because when I was younger, I was getting 10. <laughs> like, like, or two goals, like, a season or something. Right. And I was like, I was getting 10 goals a season. And I'm like, I'm 
scoring way less now. So whenever I did score, and I remember there was one shot I did probably about 40 yards out, and it was just boom, like right into the corner of the goal. And, of course, the goalkeeper, all he could do was look. Yep. <laughs> and I just remember, like, when that went in, everybody was in shock. They were like, did he just do that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's the absolute pure joy of anything that you have been consistently trying over and over and over and over and over again, and you finally get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I've little things like uh, learning a baseline or something, like yeah. over and over again, I try to fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. And that first time I play it through all the way, I'm like, arms in the air, I'm fucking celebrating. <laughs> like, I'm pumped, man. I, that, I've had those It's an endorphin relief that's... Totally yeah. legitimate. I've had those celebrations, you know, after doing a good show. You hell know? yeah. Like, I'm just like, hell yeah. That shit was fucking awesome. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great. It was kind of like that uh, for a bit last year, like having really good shows. Like, or, um, yeah, y'all were there. Yeah, we were that. at the Pony uh, Polygon show. Yeah. yeah that that show, show. Honestly, man, that show right there, that I, I considered that to be the best show of the year, like that I did. Yeah. And mainly because. It was just like everybody was just invested, and yeah, I was yeah. just, I was like, okay, like I, I know what to do here. So yeah, and everybody loved, you know, all the tracks I did, and it was, I, I just remember the, the ovation after that, like that, that ovation, that was something I had to gotten. With you. I hadn't gotten an ovation like that in a long time. So it was Fuck just yeah, like was... when people were clapping and they kept clapping, I was just, you know, I just remember I was like holding, you know, my, yeah. my heart. I was just like, that's oh, why we do it. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I, yeah. In a way, I wanted to cry just just a little bit. I was man, just like, I, I don't it. I don't get this. You yeah. know, so that, that was beautiful. It's good. It's good to man. hear, man. Yeah. That, that was a hell of a set, too. That was well deserved. For man. sure. Yeah, for sure. Stuff, man. I may or may not have been on a lot of hallucinogens. Where are we? You want to pick and plug it? Yeah, sure. Pick it and plug it. we got a brand new Starlight Comedy Night coming out. i got to tell you guys about it. It's just a week away as the uh, the Crow Flies uh, the podcast release sketch. I don't know what I'm sure. saying. Either way, uh, Friday, February 9th, we've got Correct. a fantastic lineup at the Starlight Comedy Night. We've got Zach Ophis coming to the Starlight stage for the very first time. Super excited to have him. One of our returning favorites. Terrell Norton is back, so hey. glad to see him back at the Starlight. I know, Terrell. We love Terrell. And, good boy. Uh, he sure is. Uh, you can hear him right here on the OLA Ministries Network with his show Binge with Terrell Norton. We That's right. A lot of episodes of that nice. fantastic show. Uh, he and I talked about you know trying to do an episode, uh, and I guess it got lost after a while, but Terrell... Let's do something. All yeah. right. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll Hell let him yeah. know. We'll pass it along. Yeah. He has been, uh, I, I know some new new episodes are coming for Binge, but right now he's just, uh, he's been focused on do, doing some good work, getting back on the stand-up stage. So we're super glad to see him doing all that. We know new episodes will be around the corner, but I'm going to give him a little, uh, little poke about that. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Mac Taylor coming back to the Starlight Comedy Night. Hey, so Mac. She's wonderful. Mac Attack. She is so damn fun. Love Mac. <laughs> Uh, I'm so psyched about this show. I hope you guys will come out and join us February 9th for that. And then, of course, remember, we do that the second Friday of every month. Meanwhile, uh, over at my other beloved podcast, the People, Person, Paper podcast, we are talking about The Office, and we are relaunching seasons one, two, three, and four to go along with seasons five and six before we get back to new episodes. The Banker seemed the perfect episode to get everything relaunched before we move into our final two and a half seasons of this beloved show. <sighs> So we're doing the relaunch right now, and I'm recording lots of fun new episodes with uh, my co-host Brian Sittler, one of our favorite guests, Josh Boltz, and a few of our other favorites. So tune in now, enjoy the relaunch, and we'll have new episodes for you soon. 
You damn right. <laughs> Alan, pick? where can people Did find you? Did you have a pick? Oh, yeah, I do have a pick. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly going to go with, um, uh, what was I uh, talking about uh, earlier? Um, uh-huh. Oh, damn it. I totally slipped my mind. Uh, oh, Sonic Superstars. Yeah. Uh, Sonic mm. Superstars recently came out uh, for all your major platforms. Uh, it's kind of a reinvention of the classic Sonic formula. Uh, you can play as all of your favorite characters through some awesome 2D games. What I like about it is if you are an old gamer like us, you can just pick it up and play. But if you're new to games, if you're new to 2D games, if you're someone who doesn't game a lot, there's a lot of easy options for you. So if you're you're new to that world uh, and it's something you think you would enjoy, check it out because it's been designed to help you uh, get on board and get into the game. Uh, you said this is the Sonic Superstars. It's okay. the new Sonic game, not the collection of the classics, which is Sonic okay. Origins, which is also awesome. Besides having the uh, four 16-bit Sonic games, Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and CD, it also mm-hmm. has all 14 of the Game Gear Sonic games. So you can play a ton of classic uh, handheld Sonic stuff. Oh, nice. This is just a new standalone Sonic game. It's called Sonic Origins uh, is the one I'm talking about there with the, the collection and then Sonic Superstars right, is the right, new one. Right, yeah. right, 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 uh, right. But if, so I guess what I'm saying is if you're a Sonic fan uh, besides the amazing movie featuring Stillwater's own James It's a Marsden, great time to be a Sonic mm-hmm. fan. There's great games as well. <laughs> Alan, you got any uh, dates you want to block? Obviously you got to show today if you're listening to this day of. Yes. Yeah, tonight, University of Wash is going to start about 7 o'clock. Like I said, um, Dysfunction DJs and Music Genius crew will be performing. Um, Come on through. Of course, it's a free show. Um, The washers and dryers aren't free. Neither are the (laughs) drinks. But hey, you know, like, come on through anyway. You got to like the idea of being like, I got some laundry to do, but... I really would like to hear some cool hip hop and have a beer. Yeah. Well, guess what? (laughs) Have we got a show for you? You have come to the right place. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I say come on through. Uh, It's an all ages show. Um, I mean, I will say, I don't know if we'll be PG, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So all ages, but your kids better be cool. Yeah. 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 All all cool cool. ages welcome. Kids better be cool. Parents got to be cool, too. Oh, so. yeah, that's for, yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> no so, lamos. But, yeah, got that. Um, I got, let's see, February 10th. Uh, that's out in Broken Arrow at the Go Theater. Um, oh, nice. Which is the theater I used to grow up going to, to movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I grew up in Broken Arrow. So, like, so the cool thing is, like, man, I used to watch movies here. Now I get to perform here. That's awesome. So, yeah, know, my best friend growing up grew up, uh, was in Broken Arrow. We used to go there a lot. Yeah. I just remember, yeah, I, I remember the last movie I went to see was I think it was Matrix Reloaded and me my brother and uh, his friend Corey we <laughs> we didn't really care for that like <laughs> and, like both of them were asleep and <laughs> they fell asleep I was about to fall asleep but they woke up they're like man I want to get out of here man <laughs> like so. I think that was the last movie I saw, or maybe there was another movie I did see. I just can't remember. I just remember that moment where right. we were just like, because it was on my birthday, and just like, yeah, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll be at the Goat Theater um, February 10th. Uh, that's going to be with uh, Had Enough, Clintrell, Fair oh, nice. Foretold, um, you know, plenty of other artists, uh, Roach, you know, Roach Spliff. I think that's how he goes. Um, there's going to be plenty of artists that's going to be on there. Um, so got that coming up. Uh, that's like ten bucks. That's an all ages show. Starts at eight. 
And, so, and, and that's a great one. If, if you're out near near Broken Arrow or you haven't been out to the Go Theater, that's a fun venue. Uh, and, and they do still show movies there, but they've also been doing comedy shows, mm-hmm. live music, like you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely uh, go out and, and, and throw some support in that direction if you can. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Because that's actually, I don't think Tulsa really has that, you know, like no. a, like comedy and live music, um, you know, kind of place like that, you know, movies, you know, all in one. So Tulsa really doesn't have that. So the fact that Broken Arrow has it, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's that brings something different, not only to Broken Arrow, just the whole area. So, mm-hmm. and what's cool about it uh, from a perform watching a performance is is you know we we all watch stand up comedy and live music in venues that are all the 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 the, the audience is on the same level. So if you're in the back of the crowd and you're short like me, you know, you're you're looking overhead, you're not seeing who you want to see. But this is movie theater style. So the rows are kind of tiered. Yeah. So if you're sitting in the back, you're higher up than everybody. So there's really no bad seat in the house. Yeah. So if you want to go out to a venue to see live music or comedy where you can actually watch the artist on stage the whole time and not worry about anyone in front of you, this is a place to do it. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Nice. Yes. The view what about, is wonderful. Uh, what about any uh picks? What are you into lately? Uh let's see. Uh well, I don't know. Um, as far as picks, well, you, you mentioned video game. Um, you know, I'm a lot of times I you know watch wrestling. Then I got I watch soccer. So yeah. you know, so it's either or. I mean, this is WrestleMania season. Where yeah. <laughs> what um, game are you again, playing right now? Then again, um, uh, not at the moment. Okay, um, not at the moment. I mean, I do need to get back in it. So <laughs> yeah, did um, I see? And I'm not super into wrestling, but did I see WrestleManias talking about The Rock versus Roman Reigns? Yeah. That looks like it'd be a compelling match. Yeah, they're cousins. related. Yeah. That, they're like cousins or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, that's and that's a huge family. cousins, and you're fine. <laughs> they walk alike, they talk alike, sometimes they even fuck alike. Yeah. They're the buff dude, Patty Duke. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. That, that is, is a of a kind. Old, old Deep fucking, if you get that reference, you're old as shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. yeah. I remember watching it as a kid, and mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, this, this is an interesting <laughs> show. All right. Yeah, I sure hope Lindsay Lohan doesn't come back and try to recreate this. <laughs> Never mind. Pat, Pat, Patty Duke was on the original Parent Trap. I was well. just trying to think of ways that... Yeah. Patty the Duke mm-hmm. Johnson. Patty the Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's, that's what I call my brain. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, um, of course, I, I watch wrestling, whereas, uh, you know, at times, I'm, I mean, I haven't watched too much WWE, but I have, you know, caught up with it, and then I watch a lot of AEW as well, so it's like, you know, as a matter of fact, there's an AEW show coming uh, in a few weeks. So, oh, right oh, cool. Yeah. How do you feel about Vince finally being gone? Thank God. Officially. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Finally. Like yeah. About 20 years overdue, no honestly, because, yeah. I mean, prior to this horrible thing like i mean i read the text holy shit dude like what he sent yeah yeah that is like i'm like good god dude like this is terrible like what the fuck is wrong with this guy are you pulling it up oh dude oh i didn't even know brace yourself (laughs) brace yourself yeah we'll read it off mike (laughs) man it's 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 a lot and then like you know all as well as uh people who are somewhat you know connected to it it's just like yeah they need to go too but as far as vince on screen and off screen or actually you know behind the scenes where it's like even when the show is not as good it's just like he's been out of touch for a long time and you know it's like yeah somebody like him where it's like he's you know 
He's been a out powerful of touch, man. Been out of touch for a long time. Uh, as per example, Akeem the African Dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, my friend, hey, my friend Andre put a post up that was uh, in honor of Black History Month. Here's a picture of Akeem the African Dream, and I commented and I said, Vince making him do this character should be considered a hate crime. Hey, I mean Scott Hall was a white guy and he played a Cuban. Somehow that was far less offensive than. Akeem the African Dream. Akeem the African Dream. Also, uh, nothing was wrong with his character as One Man Gang. (laughs) Yeah, One Man Gang. Big, tough biker with a mohawk and skulls on his arms. Fucking cool character. (laughs) Literally the most threatening thing in the 80s. Yeah, big white guy, one man gang. And then all (sighs) of a sudden, he gets repackaged into this character as Akeem the African Dream. The way he would do his arms (laughs) walking. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That's a hate crime. (laughs) There's... um, Actually, the guy who I've uh, worked with in music, um, DJ IQ, um, up in New York, um, he's done a lot of tracks with me. He said, because um, I, I don't think he's much of an Action Bronson fan, so uh-huh. so he said, like, what do you think of Action Bronson? Like, this guy looks like Akeem the African Dream, and I was just like... <laughs> Oh shit, he does. <laughs> like oh, he kind of does look man. like him too. <laughs> uh, I like that eventually that guy uh, took back the one man gang character and was like, "Fuck okay. you, Vince." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's kind of happening nowadays where Vince repackages someone and it's absolutely terrible, and then. You know, now Triple H is running the company. He's just like, we're going to slowly bring you back to this. To the, the, you know, good, like, the thing that to sold. What, yeah, to what yeah. you were, what, you know, got the fans to love you before. And, you know, like L.A. Knight as one, you know, example. Like L.A. Knight, this guy's like, a lot, a lot of people give him shit because he's kind of a mix of Stone Cold and The Rock. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, but he could stand out on his own. You know, he's sure. like, you know, he could still be charismatic. And, you know, a lot of people love chanting his name. And then when he gets to like main roster, all of a sudden, Vince McMahon's like, you're going to play this uh, guy named Max Dupree, who's a, you know, agent for models and stuff. And it's just like, it, that was like the dumbest thing you could have ever done. Yeah. And so dumb. Now, you know, Triple H took over. He's like, yeah, you're going to be LA Knight again. <laughs> like, like, this, like, we're not doing this Max Dupree <laughs> shit. So yeah, <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, yeah. What do you got for us? Picks. We watched a fucked up documentary last night. You could literally start every one of your picks every week with. That I sentence. know that. That's li- that's all of your. Picks. I'm nothing. It's not all, but it's, it's a lot. most. It's of your a picks. lot. It's a lot. It's many. Of I, the picks. You gotta admit, I give you a lot of music too, though. I try to give you a lot of music. That's a good point. But tell us about the okay. disturbing thing you saw. So, a few years ago, I remember seeing a thing. I can't remember where it was, but it was like a um, a documentary about extreme haunts, right? Okay. Like haunted houses to the 10th degree. Oh, okay. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Uh, so there was this guy that had this place called McCamey Manor. Have you ever heard of this? No. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember when I very first heard about this and people were, it was... Um, it was sort of being advertised as like, check out this, you know, super extreme haunted house where you have to sign this 40 page waiver and blah, blah, blah. And they put you through all this extreme stuff. And uh, I remember at the time being like, man, this seems a little too far, even for these people that have agreed to this. Cause I kept, I remember hearing a lot of like, I don't want to do this anymore. 
and you know that type of thing and it just kind of keeping going and they were like anyway here's the address and like <laughs> you know the so there's a documentary on hulu called monster inside america's most extreme haunted house and it's about that documentary or about that haunted house or, uh, yeah sorry excuse me about and calling it a haunted house is is what it really was was a mechanism for a very sick dude to record himself torturing people uh, for his own sociopathic um, wants. Hmm. And the cool thing about the way the documentary was done is that every piece of footage in the entire documentary is from recordings either from his haunt or other haunts that they're talking about at the time. There's no recreations in anything. There's like... and. It's incredibly well-produced, and they end the movie with showing sort of the juxtaposition of a an acceptable version of what this man was supposedly trying to do, where there was this, um, I forget what it was called, but there was a, a haunt where it was incredibly intense. You're being tied up. You're being, you have a knife put to your throat. You have a guy in a ski mask in there. The whole time before you walk in, he's like, when I ring this bell, you will be Jay. And he's like, who will you be? Jay. When I ring this bell, you will be Jay. And then through the whole thing, they're screaming out like, who are you? Who are you? And it just gets more and more and more and more and more and more intense. And at the very very end of it, he has a knife to her throat and the guy with the ski mask. And he's screaming in her face, who are you? Who are you? And she keeps saying Jay. And then he says, who do you want to be? And she says, me. And he takes the knife away and takes his mask off. And it's like, then it's it's like over. And then this man all of a sudden is immediately like, are you okay? And then walks them through this like sort of, it's, it's, a, it's really, a, it's an intense combination Ooh. of showing how sick this one guy is versus showing the the urge that some people have to put themselves through something like that. Um, The sort of um, self-harm dopamine things and and catharsis that can come through that. It was, it was, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. But, But that guy still hasn't fully been shut down and he needs to be in fucking prison yeah because he's a sick fuck well wow. <laughs> not not the guy with the ski mask at the end he seemed amazing because yeah. then they go into a separate room and he sits next to them in a chair and is the most calming uh presence and uh, in walking them through and it's really it was incredible seeing the juxtaposition of those things you know what i mean yeah yeah i bet it's and and it's because there's a lot going on there you know you've you've got a, a very legitimate uh, interest from certain people to be in these kind of intense situations because of the kind of cathartic therapeutic value, but not everyone is in the same place going into that sort of thing. Well, and so, it can be taken advantage of. Exactly. You know, like this, the one that I was talking about with like the bell and stuff, they had a very clear safe word. Yeah. They're like, you do understand that you can say this word at any time and this will be over, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Whereas other dude is like, yeah, you have a safe word, but I'm going to put a ball gag in your mouth so you can't say it. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Scary stuff. Uh, You know, kind of like some of the stuff we were talking about on the biopics, though. This is the kind of thing that needs to get out there because. And it's yeah, better to see in a documentary where you see the actual thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great point. Um, And then as far as uh, plugs. You're going to be on stage anytime soon? You and I might. Us? Together? 
out of town even. In another state? Road gig, baby. We're going nice. on the road. Road gig, baby. I'll go on the road. <laughs> We're going to run out of wiper fluid like the Tenacious nice. D sketch. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going on the road as well. So. What? Yeah. We're yeah. going on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on the road. Footloose and fancy free. We're going to Joplin, you and me and Trevor. Yeah, it's true. Uh, February seventeenth, we will give you more details as we get them as far as the actual uh, venue and time of show. I imagine that's going to be seven to eight o'clock. Yeah, I do believe it is a chaos comedy. Show. Yeah, like, chaos Trevor has brewing. Been great success at Chaos Brewing Company out there in beautiful Joplin, Missouri. Joplin Mo. Joplin Mo. So, <laughs> Joplin glad, Mo. glad to be doing it. February seventeenth. We'll hey, they, they call me Joplin Mo. <laughs> and, and let's throw it back to you. T- tell us a little bit about uh, your your out of state show. Yeah, it's going to be on February twenty third. I'm going to be in. Fort Smith, Arkansas, at Heroes. Oh, right, uh, awesome! And I'm going to be on stage with uh, XS7 and a band called well, XS7 is a artist, and the band uh, was Anything or Everything. So, yeah. Sweet. So it's going to be a little mixed genre show, and you know, it'll be my first time doing a show in Arkansas. So, anybody out in Fort Smith area, come on by. You yeah, know, I'll nice. rap for you. And, and uh, just a reminder that you can find all this information on all of our social medias. Uh, sure. So, so search Alan Doyle, Michael Zampino, Hilton Price, and you'll yep. find all of us. And then uh, you can go to Tulsa Spotlight Theater, uh, get your tickets for Madhouse, for the first and second weekend of March, and you can see me, my wife, and a bunch of children in a play together. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Becky and a bunch of children. Got it. Hey, I see what you did there, you scamp. <laughs> Take it from me. 